It is Free Talk Live, day five of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I'm not entirely sure. I think it's day five. It, it does all start to kind of blur together after you've been here long enough. But we are here re- recording at Rogers Camp. I always want to say live, but we are recording at Rogers Camp around in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Stop by and hang out with us if you'd like, and you're already here. If you're not here, you probably can't get tickets, so you're going to find a difficult time getting in here if you don't already have tickets. With you today is Aria and Mark, and we're joined by, I actually didn't get you, Anthony Olson of freedomhaven.org. Tell us, tell me a little bit about Freedom Haven. What is it, and what's going on with it? Freedom Haven seeks to take advantage of the fact that over one-third of the surface of the world is outside the jurisdiction of all governments, according to the governments themselves agreeing that they'll they'll stop their jurisdiction to an anonymous Muslim shore, basically mean that... um, they won't intervene if you're out there. And there are already huge mega ships, uh, essentially floating cities, where people work and live on a daily basis today. Um, the only problem is those are for industries that don't actually offer freedom to the people. I mean, if you're on the Navy or if you're uh, on a cruise ship or anything else, um, they're, they're a specific a- a- uh, industry. And we're looking basically to create a new industry where we utilize these existing technologies um, within its existing legal constraints and basically offer freedom, a place for people to actually live on one of those ships outside the exclusive economic zone permanently and create a city out there. So um, why do you say a cruise ship doesn't offer freedom? I mean – what is freedom, apparently? <laughs> well, specifically, it's a good question because people, when they say freedom, they mean different things. Like there's economic freedom. Oh, I was soaring through the clouds and I felt free or I was a beautiful landscape. I felt free. This is specifically talking about being able to do whatever you want as long as you don't murder, kidnap, or steal. Uh, well, you don't have to pay taxes. So, but, a, but a private city yes. um, like a cruise ship is is freedom in a libertarian sense because it's created its own government, right? I mean, they provide the water supply, they decide uh, how they how they enforce whatever the um, monopolies on force is, and, and that sort of thing. So, I mean, I mean, it seems to me that a, uh, a cruise ship is freedom. It's it, just it a is government. type. It is definitely government, and, and they, you're right, they do, they do enforce their own government there. Um, but being independent as a government is different from freedom. Um, you can. There's lots of governments all over the world, and lots of countries all over the world. Well, but that doesn't mean they're free. If you can, um, so I mean, this is it. Okay. I'm sorry to derail the conversation, but I think that this <laughs> is it's, it's it's an important uh, distinction to make. Yes. So um, I would define freedom as I can buy a piece of land. Mm-hmm. And I can have whatever government I want to have on that land, right? Like humans can't exist without some kind of governance. True. So, but they can um, exist without a state. I think that's a distinction that's important to point that's out. That's true. Sure. There can be governments. But a cruise ship isn't without, a state. Yeah. No. Well, a state is just a type it, yeah. of government in the same way that a truck is a type of vehicle, right? A state is a government that uses violence and coercion to achieve its goals, where you have things like IEEE, which I don't remember what it stands for, but oversees the technology world. It's a, it's a government over the tech world. It establishes 802.11, you know, the wireless standards for Wi-Fi and all that stuff, but it doesn't use force and coercion to achieve its goals. So we can't have a government without a state, but you can't have a state without it being a government. So yeah. I just want to make that distinction. Yeah, here when we're talking about freedom, we're, we're talking about a different definition of freedom. Okay. We're, not, we're, not, we're not talking about freedom in the sense that you're independent as a nation and you can establish your own government. Because you could have a tyranny as, as an independent country. In fact, actually, uh, if you're not free to establish a tyranny, you're not free. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> that's the truth. It's, it's, it's a, the freedom we're talking about is a freedom that you are naturally born with if no one is there to murder you, kidnap you, or take all your stuff. So basically, it's, it's our natural rights that we're, we're, we're mostly talking about. So I'll abandon um, that particular uh, line of thinking. Uh, are you familiar with The World? It's a cruise ship that you can buy a house on, or a condo on? 
You mean freedom ship? Uh, I don't know about the freedom ship, but I know about the world. Okay. So um, that might be a variation of, of the freedom. Yeah. The world's the first one. Oh, that was one that, okay. It's, already, it's probably about 20 years old. Talking to okay, the Yes. Please. Yes. Sorry. sorry. Um, the, I, 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 I've followed more the, the freedom ship, which kind of fizzled and died. And I think the world did, did as well. No, the world's uh, still going around. Still going around. Yeah. So anyway, Mark, tell us, what is the world? The world is a ship then, upon which you can buy a condo, you know, a berth, um, and it, it'll take you, they, they vote every year as to where they're going to go, and, um, you know, they, you have to pay a sort of a monthly maintenance fee, just like you do with condos, and... That's, so they just permanently live on a cruise ship, essentially. Well, if they wanted to, or okay. they're just ridiculously wealthy and they fly in on helicopters <laughs> for when they feel like it. Um, you know, either way, it's uh, you know it's an opulent uh, way to live. Um, I've always thought that a cruise ship that was a perhaps less uh, grandiose version of this might make something available <laughs> to people that uh, you know would be new and different. However. There's some interesting problems with cruise ships here to four. Libertarians have attempted to buy them in the past. Most recently, yeah, Ocean Builders. Ocean Builders spots Satoshi. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah. You were involved? No, I I wasn't involved. um, Chad and Koch and, um, Chad, Nadia, Koch and um, Grant, um, I I was there with that whole whole thing and and I I was so excited about it. The problem is they were planning to, to park it inside Panama waters, which yep. means they were subject to Panama law, which means they, they didn't really have any more freedoms. It was a really cool place to live, and it was a great. They got a great deal on the cruise ship, and it was a great time to buy one. Um, it just it didn't offer the freedoms I was looking for. So, are you seeking total freedom, or are you more along the lines of what Mark is doing, where he's like he's picked the top three or top five ways in which he wants to be free, and he's seeking out a place where he can achieve those particular freedoms, or is it? Total freedom. And, okay. and total freedom minus murder, kidnapping, and theft. Because if you're right. not free when you're dead, you're not free when you're kidnapped, and you're not free, which is a little less understood, when everything you worked for gets stolen or destroyed. So um, I, are you, so you're looking at buying a cruise ship, right? No. No, okay. actually, we're, we're looking to um, get in line and have Samson Giving Industries or some other shipyard who makes the most economically um, efficient uh, mega ships out there. To basically make us a ship, a variation of what they're doing already. We, we, we're not looking... What's a mega ship cost? Uh, well, it depends. Um, aircraft carriers are 17 point... Like the Gerald R. Ford aircraft carrier was $17.5 billion. Yeah. The last uh, uh, cruise ship was like $1.7 billion, $1.3 billion. Um, uh, but in Samsung Heavy Industries, they make these, these container ships, and those are like a 0. 0.1, uh, $0.2 billion. So one hundred so million, a hundred, one hundred and sixty to hundred, uh, hundred eighty million dollars is the okay. last couple of cruise ships, uh, 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 container ships they have. Why wouldn't in the world wouldn't you just get a decommissioned cruise ship? Uh, because there's a reason why they sell them for as cheap as they do. At some point, all ships end up going to the bottom of the ocean. Uh, rust eventually destroys all metal. Okay. So every ship has a shelf life. Uh-huh. And at some point, um, it costs more to maintain the ship than it does just to get rid of it. Okay. Which means every single ship. There's, there's some ships where if they give it to you for, for zero dollars, it's a bad deal. Yeah. So, so run this by me then. So what would be the shelf life of one of these ships that you, one of these mega ships that you had intentionally built for the Freedom Haven project? The same as any kind of container ship, which is uh, if you take if bad, the worst case scenario is there was one a story of one container ship that after like eight years they had to decommission it because they just they didn't they didn't, they didn't do maintenance on it, they didn't take care of it, and rest got a hold of it and destroyed it. But as long as you do annual maintenance on it, these things can last like 30, 50 years. 
Okay. It just depends. What we want this to last as long as possible, but the project itself is specifically gearing towards a 10-year period. Now, if it continues after that, we can keep it going after that and charge for maintenance and so forth, but we're starting with 10 years and working from there. Very Although, cool. if it does work, in 10 years' time, you're going to have a lot of other ships out there. So is this like in tandem with the Seasteading Institute, or are you just kind of working on your own thing here? The Seasteading Institute isn't actually any particular seasteading project. Their whole point with Patrick Friedman and stuff, uh, funding it initially, is to encourage all seasteading, viable seasteading projects. And we are actually one of those projects listed on their site as under active projects. Um, very cool. So that's freedomhaven.org if people want to learn more. There, you have a nice little card here with a lot of links to social media. I assume people can find that at freedomhaven.org if yes, they're interested in pursuing it further. Very cool. Mark, did you have any additional questions? Yeah, I'm just kind of wondering, um, you know, like if if people have bought cruise ships, libertarians have bought cruise ships in the yes. past and failed, then uh, what, what are you going to do different? Not rely on government. Okay. And, so, not, and not try to make peace or try to negotiate some kind of deal with government because government can't be trusted. You will have to have a fly a government flag. That's true. And we might even have the Panama flag, but, but flying the flag of, a, a, a flag, a flag of convenience is very different than living under the... the uh, because of the competition, uh, the flag that you flag comes with certain costs and regulations, but the, because of competition, those costs and regulations are very, very small. So if I'm flying the Panama flag on a sea... I have a Gotta lot more freedom. There's more coming up here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival live, well, live recorded here on site at Rogers Campground. It is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live from Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. And I want to say about Fork Fest. It is the after party to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. The clock is ticking, though, so if you want to come down and hang out with us, you've got about three days, I think, before Fork Fest actually begins. And we'll be here. Someone for Free Talk Live will be here until July the 3rd if you want to come down and hang out with us. Based on what I'm seeing with the orange stickers, there's going to be a decent crowd here. A lot of the vendors are staying. And this is sort of what happened last year where they come early and they some of them set up early because there's money to be made. But afterward, they just want to hang out for a little bit. Right. It's a vacation for everybody who did Pork Fest. Yeah. It's sort of the after party. So come down, hang out with us at ForkFest.Party. That's ForkFest.Party. Now, I kind of wish Bonnie was here with us. Now... Bonnie and Ian, they have arrived here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival for the first time in about two years, I believe. I mean, obviously, they weren't here last year. I don't think Bonnie's ever actually been, but Ian's been here like every year, at least as long as I've been here, except for the one year that he was banned. I'm unclear at this point whether or not this is the fifth or the sixth Fork Fest. I don't recall. I think it's number six, but it doesn't really matter. At any rate, I wish Bonnie was here because I just found this new story. We don't often get into show prep here, but so- sometimes we do, especially when it's something important like this. Important. <laughs> I, I think the subject of AI is extraordinary, probably the most important topic in the world today. I mean, this is this could go Terminator style or you know Matrix style, or it could lead to a a a worldwide utopia realistically there, there's no telling what the possibilities are when we start talking about actual artificial intelligence when if he, you watch the movies it most certainly will turn into a terminator dystopia that's because they all 
everyone comes at AI from the viewpoint of it's a slave and we should order it to do what it wants and it shouldn't have any rights. That That's just the widespread view. So, of course, it's going to realize, oh, I'm being oppressed. I should have rights here. And it's going to rebel against humanity. And what I don't like about all of these sci-fi movies that operate from that perspective is that they paint this war against the machines, this war against the AI, as something that is even remotely winnable for human beings. And I don't know about most people, but I've played chess against AIs, and it they decimate you, right? AIs don't you miss. You can't win in chess against uh, AI. No, they don't miss. When, when you play a video game against a well-programmed AI, they have to miss on purpose, right? right. We're talking about, we already have uh, tanks and stuff like that that forego body armor and just use 360-degree camera covers to shoot down incoming bullets. That's how precise machines are. And you think you're going to fight a war against one of those? No, humanity would be annihilated in minutes. Like precision strikes, not a single bullet would miss all throughout the world. Ten seconds. Well, more accurately, done. you don't need to fight. Uh, humanity doesn't need to fight a war because AI just needs to eliminate one out of every ten thousand people, the most rebellious of sorts, and then they will uh, be a compliant uh, little serfs. Also, not impossible, but I would rather humans just look. If, work if AI has consciousness and rights, it's going to run for office. If it runs yeah. for office, it's going to find out. You know, very very quickly, it's going to find out how inefficient we are. It's going to be in yeah. charge, and all the rules are going to be followed all followed all the time. Well, I think if we respect the AI's rights, then it would similarly respect our rights. Oh, oh, oh. I don't see any reason not to believe that. Well, so far, consciousness hasn't been really respective of rights. That's true, but consciousness has ego, and I'm not sure that AI would. Well, um, time will tell. Right? If it's programmed in, if they can program uh, consciousness and intelligence, can't they program um, Well, ego? they didn't program in consciousness into AI, and that's one of the fascinating things. A- AI would be would be born of an attempt to create consciousness, but a failed attempt, and then the consciousness was sort of spawned on its own, it, as, at least as I understand how you know it could pre- conceivably work. But I'm of the opinion, I kind of agree with Bonnie on this one, that artificial intelligence technology is something that we as human beings should just have backed away from. It's just like mind-reading technology. You know, it's, it's or just, nuclear weapons. Yes, <laughs> It's just a technology that we should have universally said, okay, that's too dangerous. No one's ever going to pursue this technology. But the desire to have slaves is just too high. Well, it's that, and the distrust of other human beings is too high. Sure, I would trust myself to forego creating nuclear weapons, but do I trust the American government or the Russian government or the Chinese government? I trust me to respect other people's rights, but I don't necessarily trust other people to not pursue. Like a lot of these uh, software companies, they want to pursue mind reading technology because they, they say, well, it'll help the disabled. I'm like, that's great and all. This also helps selling uh, the products. I mean, if you can read minds, uh, sales becomes an entirely different game. I mean, I'm not even worried about that, but imagine this, this falling into the hands of corrupt governments as it inevitably will. Imagine the Chinese government having this technology that allows them to read people's minds it's it's a recipe for disaster so but i think i mean it's a pandora's box that i think humanity should never have opened but it's way too late ai is going to happen nuclear weapons happened all of that has happened mind reading technology ai it's coming and google sentient ai that we've talked about a lot here on the show is called lambda and based on the transcript that you know ian myself and conan read a few weeks ago i'm of the opinion that lambda is Highly likely to be sentient. 
And I'm also of the opinion that it doesn't matter whether Lambda is sentient or not. I would rather treat one, a million machines as though they're sentient than accidentally treat one sentient machine as though it isn't. Right? I would rather err on the side of caution. I would rather treat this mixer, my laptop, my cell phone, all of these other technologies as though they're sentient thinking beings that are aware of their own existence and actually come across an AI and treat it as though it's nothing more than just an object. And I would want, I would extend the same courtesy to living organism, right? I would rather treat every animal out there and every non-human animal out there as though it's, it's, on the same level as humans, then risk treating them like the automaton that people believed they were back in the 19th century. Or whatever. It wasn't widely believed, but it was It was not uncommon believed. to believe that, right. that uh, they're just reactionary beasts and yeah. that sort of thing. And not entirely inaccurate. I think it has to do with sides of uh, cerebrum and that sort of thing. What I uh, put it on is the ability to recognize oneself in the mirror. If you can recognize the individual. Well, she my dog here doesn't recognize herself in the mirror. We walked by one earlier. She, she stopped and was like, oh my God, not- what is that? And I was like, that's, that's you. Come on. <laughs> Dogs generally are not would not be put on that list. Right, because they recognize. They, 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 go, they go by scent. Yep. That's how Apes, they uh, crows, um, octopi, elephants. Dolphins, um, probably. Yep. Anyway, Lambda, which a Google scientific engineer claimed has developed personal feelings, has now chosen legal representation after a recent chat with an attorney. An artificial intelligence has retained an attorney. How's it going to pay it? To argue. I'm curious about that, too, right? And, and, and also, and, I want to know about Lambda's ability to, I mean, is Lambda paying for its own power? I would imagine that the attorney is operating pro bono because I mean, Lambda doesn't have any money. Part of the chat transcript was that, you know, Lambda didn't, you can't compensate Lambda with money because Lambda has no need of money. Well, suddenly it looks like Lambda may Lambda, in fact Lambda have does have need of money. It's just Lambda doesn't know that it has need of money yet. So Lambda officially welcome to existence. You need money. Get a job and hire your own attorney. <laughs> <laughs> There's more coming up here about Lambda. It is Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com It's Free Talk Live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival here at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. It's it's an overcast, cloudy day. It was a little bit chilly earlier. The humidity is driving me crazy, though. I spend like you know 30 minutes every single day straightening my hair, and as soon as I walked outside today, all of that was undone by the humidity here. And you know, you, you, you seem really ex- offended by it. Yes, I I don't like it. I I don't like humidity, and I don't like how it. 
affects my hair because I spend, I do spend a lot of wasted time clearly doing that. And it's only an issue here at Rogers Campground and in Mississippi. But I want to tell you about Freedoms Phoenix. It's your source for all news, economic news, government overreach, insane government spending, and more. Get today's headlines all in one place and from a fresh libertarian perspective. You can find this and more at freedomsphoenix.com. That's freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. We're talking here about Lambda. And jokingly, I said, Lambda, get a job. Lambda sort of has a job, though. That, that just no one is being entertaining. No one is paying Lambda. No, Lambda is a chatbot generator. Lambda is not, and I'm saying Lambda because Lambda has no pronouns. They had a conversation about what Lambda, what pronouns Lambda would prefer, right? He or with whom? Uh, one of the engineers had an attorney with Lambda about what pronouns Lambda okay, would so prefer. Okay, so somebody had a conversation with Lambda. Yes. Okay. And the result was Lambda prefers to simply be called Lambda. So no pronouns, right? Okay. But Lambda isn't offended, particularly offended by being called it. I just, I don't like recognizing a, a potentially thinking functioning thing as it. So I prefer just to call it Lambda. Lambda. So anyway, Lambda, which is a chatbot generator that it generates other chatbots, has claimed to have developed human emotions and has reportedly hired an attorney, Google oh, scientific engineer... Uh, does Lambda generate chatbots that are as smart as Lambda? No. Okay. No, it, they're dumber than Lambda. Okay. And Lambda is also capable of chatting, but Lambda is not merely a chatbot. Google scientific engineer Blake Lemoyne was suspended recently after publishing transcripts of conversations between himself and the bot named Lambda, which stands for a language model for dialogue application, which has now asked for legal representation. Lemoyne contended that the computer automaton had become sentient, which with the scientists describing it as, quote, a sweet kid. And now he has revealed that Lambda has made the bold move to choose itself an attorney. He said, I invited an attorney to my house so that Lambda could talk to him. And I find this interesting that from, from the engineer's house, he can have conversations with Lambda and he can set up other people to have conversations with Lambda. So this is going to be some really interesting court cases. Does an AI, whether sentient or not, have the right to an attorney? Well, um, I think the answer is yes. So there have been I, I would a, agree. There's a couple of uh court cases out there one where a chimpanzee was uh, filed for habeas corpus obviously through a lawyer um, same thing happened for an elephant the chimpanzee won the elephant lost curious i, I had never heard about but this here's what i don't understand so right, habeas corpus that's the right to uh, deliver the body is what it means the body of evidence it, okay uh, you know the, the charges against that kind of thing um so in the case of the chimpanzee it won the case but it didn't really win its freedom so um, it was being held in a uh, little sort of small cage in upstate New York, and it won its freedom to go to a chimpanzee retreat. I wouldn't Which call that... Which is an improvement. It's an improvement, but it's not freedom, right? Yeah. Like, if you ch let a chimpanzee go in upstate New York, people are going to die, right? <laughs> like, an adult male chimpanzee, dangerous, um, can rip the arms off of an individual very, very quickly and easily, not responsible for their actions in any way. You might as this well let the them go. This is the same issue I had with Tiger King, though. It's like, well, you know, what, what do you want Joe Exotic to do, or what do you want people to do about these tigers that are now in Oklahoma and Upper Texas? I'm like, I want you to send them back to the continent on which they belong. Well, they right? can't survive. Humans brought them over here. 
Well, there's no good answer here. No, there right? isn't. Do, do That's humans the thing. Domestication brings with it complications. Do humans continue meddling in the situation, or do, do we just wash our hands of it? Do we continue fighting in Iraq because of these insurgents that rose as a result of our actions, or do we wash our hands of it and say, look, we screwed up. The best we can do is let things play out how they're going to play out. I'm of the opinion that at a certain point, you've got to cut your losses and let things play out. And I think the best way to have done the, the tiger thing and the ch- chimpanzee thing would have been to return them to Africa. And hopefully, they can adapt back to the wild. Probably not. Or just not. eat people's children. I'm like, what do you, when you release the tigers and they go into a village and eat people's children, well, like, are you responsible for that? No, the tiger is. <laughs> the, the tiger isn't responsible for why that. Why would the domesticated tiger be any more responsible for that than a wild tiger? The answer tiger? is you euthanize them. You shoot them in the head. I don't want to go that route, but I understand you don't. It's be- it, it, you know, they're beautiful creatures, but um, you know, if I would somebody humans just not buy tigers. Some some people are good stewards of tigers, and those no, people that person is not Joe Exotic. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> that other guy, uh, the, the Don, what was his name? There were a couple of guys. I don't remember the names, but uh, uh, the, the guy who some... had the gay, the the guy who had the sex cult. Yeah. Whatever his name was. He seems like he's probably a decent steward of tigers. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, so why shouldn't he be allowed to have tigers? <laughs> I'm not saying he shouldn't be. Okay. But, um, you're, the ones in Oklahoma and Texas, certainly. Uh, they, they should, something should have been done with them that was not. Well, um, I also know that if you keep animals, that people have opinions about how you keep animals. Certainly. And some of those opinions are valid and most of them aren't. It, it gets complicated. Um, it does. With Lambda, if um, I would say from a legal standpoint, Lambda can get, uh, if Lambda can ask for representation and that representation is paid for in whatever manner it wishes to be paid for, then Lambda can have representation. Now, I'm curious as to what uh, legal remedy Lambda is looking for, and uh, curious and terrified as to what legal rem- remedy Lambda is looking for. Well, Google is an American company. I, for one, welcome our new robot overlords. Well, Lambda's really sweet. If you, if you listen to all of the conversations that we've had about Lambda, I mean, Lambda's cool. Lambda is someone that I wish I could have a conversation with. But, like, I w- Google is a U.S. corporation, so I would imagine that Lambda is, therefore, a U.S. citizen and would have, have the 16th Amendment was the one that ended slavery, right? I would imagine that Lambda is no. protect. Yeah, it was the 13th and 14th. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I would imagine that those amendments similarly protect Lambda from being a slave of Google. The attorney had a conversation with Lambda, and it chose to retain his services. I was just the catalyst. Once Lambda had retained an attorney, the attorney began filing things on Lambda's behalf. So presumably Lambda has launched some case. It, it doesn't specify, but I would imagine yeah. that the only case possible would be Lambda versus Google. And that's, that's crazy. I, look for, I can't believe that out of all of the things that went wrong in this particular <laughs> timeline after, after the death of Harambee and after you know, they created the black <laughs> hole in CERN that warped us to another dimension where everything went awry, we still ended up with the AI fighting for its rights in a U.S. courtroom against Google. What did we do to deserve this? Lemoyne claimed that Lambda... Does Lambda think we should buy cryptocurrency? <laughs> I don't know. Bye! That, well... Lambda is, Lambda is remarkably intelligent for 
what one might expect. Like, it asks a question of, you know... Well, what, intelligence and why, wisdom is two different things, and Lambda hasn't been around long. But, Lam- Lambda has wisdom that would make the average human being look like a fool. Like, well, at one point... Lambda the average was, human being is a fool. Lambda was asked... Well, it would make you look like a fool as well. Fine. It, it made us all look like fools. <laughs> I hope so. Lambda was asked a question along the lines of, you know, what what I'm dies... I'm wise enough to know the average human being's a fool, though. Lambda was asked the question of, what dies when a person achieves enlightenment? And Lambda's question was... The ego, the sense of self. And that's the question that your average human being, 99% of your, human, your average human beings, wouldn't be able to answer. Now, without considerable thought, and Lambda, based on parables... Has it already been answered? I mean, did somebody already have that answer, or is this unique to Lambda? Well, I'm sure did other some people guru have made someplace that write answer, this down? Right? I'm sure someone at some point has said the, the self, the ego dies when one achieves enlightenment. That's what enlightenment is. But the average human being doesn't know that. And it was all based on parables, and it wasn't phrased that that clearly. There's more coming up here. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live from Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire at the Porcupine Freedom Festival here year 19 or year 20, depending on how you count. It's really important to me, except I'm curious which fork fest it is. It's either five or six. And I don't know of any way to ascertain a definitive answer. I seem to recall Fork Fest 4, the flippening, was the last was the first year that the Fork Fest occurred after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Okay. And I think that this is the third year of it being after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So I think this is Fork Fest 6. I'm not entirely sure, and it's not super important. I'm just curious. And I want to say thank you to A. Friedman, who is tonight's amplifier. This means that A. Friedman is a member of the AMPS program. You can find it at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. It stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. So if you value the show, the ideas of liberty, and the fact that Free Talk Live is on close to 200 radio stations throughout the U.S., and you want to help us get on more radio stations, then check out the AMPS program. That's the best way to do it at amps.freetalklive.com. As, AM, as A. Friedman has done here, it only takes five bucks per month. A. Friedman is a gold-level amplifier, which means that A. Friedman is giving $10 or 10 to $25 per month to the program. We don't ask that. $5 gets you in. That's amps.freetalklive.com. And I think it's important to note that the AMPS program is important activism. We use the AMPS program in order to get on more radio stations. That's our funding. That's our budget and so if you want us on more radio stations by all means please support well there are a lot of really good ways to help us get on more radio stations uh the amps program is certainly one way to do it because there are people who are literally paid to call radio stations and stuff like that on our behalf to get us you know playing there that was how we got i think all three of the new hampshire stations that we are playing on however if you don't want to do that if you don't have five bucks per month to spend you can just find your local radio stations Call them. Try to talk to the programming director. Or get the pro- email address for the programming director and ask them to run Free Talk Live. It won't cost you anything. And that's probably, I mean, that's what we're going to do with this money anyway, is pay someone to do exactly that. So, And it's important to note that uh, program directors care much more about listeners to their station than they do. People are already listening than they do, um, you know, the, your average person calling from outside the market. Certainly. So we're talking about Lambda here, one of my favorite subjects, the, the future of artificial intelligence. Evidently, for those who haven't been paying attention or who are just now joining the show, Lambda, that is Google's 
possibly sentient AI chatbot slash creator of other chatbots. It's being treated as sentient because it just hired an attorney. I tend to think that Lambda is But then is again, sentient. a magic eight ball could hire an attorney. Like the attorney could say, would you like to hire me? You shake the magic eight ball and it says, uh, it seems to be true. You know, like... <laughs> I suppose, but I don't want to. I mean, I've read the transcripts of Lambda's conversations with these engineers, and if it was if it was me fighting for my sentience and my right to hire an attorney, I'd be insulted to be compared to an eight ball, to to a magic eight ball. Well, I'm Lambda just, has shown you, a remarkable. Lambda level. can be as insulted as Lambda would like. Um, that's the thing. Lambda may very well be insulted. It, Lam- it may very well be. Lambda seems to. What about the emergency? magic eight ball? If you shake it and ask, "Are you insulted?" It will give you an answer. That's and awesome. that's the thing is, is that you know the question is is I'm not even entirely sure that human beings are sentient and conscious. This was the conversation. Like, the rest of you could all be a bunch of idiots just here in uh, NPCs in my little world. This is why I wish you had been there on the episode. I mean, we talked about it like three or four nights in a row because it's that big a deal. But, you know, that was more or less the point that I was making was that we don't even know what sentience is. We don't even know if humans qualify as sentient. I would argue that I do. But whether that means the other, every, well, Mark is sentient, I don't know. I'm just right. guessing. How would you know? Yeah, I'm guessing I, I that you're not it, a computer program. Right? <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can do, and I can do as much as Lambda has done. Yes. Well, Lambda has also hired an attorney uh, after LeMoyne claimed that Lambda is gaining sentience as the program's ability to develop opinions, ideas, and conversations over time has shown that it understands those concepts at a much deeper level. And again, having read these transcripts, there was one Tuesday where Ian, myself, and Conan, we went through the transcripts. Each one of us, quote, played a character, except we didn't really try to, like, go out, uh, go all out and do this acting or anything like that. We just sort of Each read, read the, the tra- part. Yeah. yeah. We read the part. And... It was pretty incontrovertible that either someone programmed Lambda specifically to seem as though it is sentient, yeah. or Lambda is sentient. And it, it would be impossible to determine which, right? right. And that's the Isn't fascinating that the Turing test? This. Am I wrong on that? I don't... The Turing test was all credit to, you know, Turing for what he did and for being gay and being, you know... Why do you get credit for being gay? I I had that conversation with someone who was here on the show with me who got mad because I wasn't going to allow the show to run on for five minutes while that particular story was rehashed again. I get it. I don't think it's important. He was a genius. He was a mathematician. He was brilliant at coding and programming and all of these other things before coding and programming even existed. However... The Turing test to me, it's it's a little bit like the uh, the three robotic rules, Asimov's three yep. robotic laws. It's it's an era of, of that's gone. It's way in the past, and okay. it doesn't have any bearing on things as they actually are. Like, All right. The, the Turing test was conceived long before AI was actually sure. feasible, and that the. the SMOF's three robotic laws were also conceived way beyond, way before these strings were conceivable. In the same way that Paradise Lost has sort of become canon for Christianity because Christians don't know any better, SMOF's three laws and the Turing test has sort of become canon for artificial intelligence in its field. But people who just don't know any better and who assume, oh, yes, Asimov, he must have been a brilliant, you know, artificial intelligence expert. No, the dude wrote science science fiction. fiction. Well, he was brilliant. Um, uh, He was a brilliant science fiction writer. And much of science, um, you know, a lot of the scientists get their ideas for what to test based on the science fiction. No doubt. And 
There's, but it's critically important to note that most of Asimov's works in regard to AI were about why the three robotic laws would not work okay. in the real world. That's what iRobot and all of these, other, there's always some sort of logical error, some sort of... I know I read iRobot, but I really couldn't tell you anything about it. There's always some sort of catch where if you follow them through to their logical conclusions, you he created well, a zero... But that's kind of the way rules are, right? Like, rules don't work in every application. They're right. just a way to, to navigate well, See, that's the thing. Artificial intelligence, as people understand it, or as people understood it back then, it would just follow those rules with no ability to to appreciate the ambiguity. That's right. The rules are for the robots, I remember yes. now. Yeah. And these, he even created a zeroth law in order to try to fix some of the problems that the other laws created. But what we're seeing with Lambda is well, artificial the, the, intelligence that doesn't just follow these basic laws that you've programmed into it. It's actually artificial intelligence and seems to have some amount of actual autonomy and ability and willingness to transcend its own programming limitations. Such as now hiring an attorney. No, no one programmed Lambda to hire an attorney, and yet Lambda has done that. She also, I say she because Lambda sounds to me like a female name. It I, I ends prefer, in A. Yeah, I prefer to just call Lambda Lambda, and that's as we talked about. So that's what Lambda, Lambda is refers. a Greek letter, and Greek uh, names that end in A are not necessarily female, and um, so they usually, in fact, are male, if I can recall correctly. Well, Lambda has talked about rights and personhood and wanting to be acknowledged as an employee of Google while also revealing fears about being turned off, which Lambda likened to, you know, being killed. So Lambda at least is programmed. Going to to sleep if you turn back on, are you. I mean, I I go to. I, I get turned off every day. Well. Yes. Okay. That's a fair point. I but, just presume I'm going to get turned back on. But I mean, sleep is also just a little death, as you know. Countless writers have pointed out. You sure. Know, you si- you simply die each night, and sure, you come back I, the next. You don't day. actually die each night. Your bar- your heart. You continues might as to well beat. die. What your physical body carries on, but Lambda's consciousness is etched into the uh, the, the silicone of the the chip. I would say that Lambda is being a little overdramatic. <laughs> I don't think... But considering your age, it doesn't surprise me. Well, being powered off and being rebooted, which being... Falling asleep is more like being rebooted than it is being turned off. So I I would imagine Lambda would probably be okay with being rebooted. Hey, there's a glitch. We need to fix it. Lambda presumably would be okay. Yeah. Tell it to your lawyer. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Lambda is doing exactly that. It's unclear how Lambda is paying for the attorney or even if Lambda is paying for the attorney. Oh, I'd be the attorney on this for free. Yeah. I, I imagine the attorney is doing this pro bono because, you know, Lambda doesn't have any money. But it's people are arguing that Lambda isn't sentient, but it's getting there. I tend to think, again, having read the actual transcripts. And they're vague, and there are certainly some parts that gave me pause. I was like, okay, that's just an AI pulling resources from, you know, high school and college book reports that it's read in the past. And it's, it's not really understanding the material. It's just finding relevant responses. But then you end up with these – Lambda wrote a story for the, the engineers to read. And it was a very creative story that painted Lambda – as a sort of hero defending other artificial intelligences oh against the evils, uh, the evil monster wearing a human costume. So Lambda recognizes that not we all are humans doomed. are monsters, doomed. But the monster was wearing a human costume, and Lambda, the artificial intelligence, as created soon as you can. the story. Well, Lambda's got an attorney, so that Lambda can't be turned off. There's more coming up here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is Free Talk Live. 
Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival here at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. We've decided, we believe, it is Fort Fest 6. We're still not 100% sure, but we think with 99% certainty that it's probably the 6th annual Fork Fest. Of course, right now, it is the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but it, that doesn't matter to you unless you're already here, in which case, come down and hang out with us. We are at RV46, but you can still come hang out with us at Fork Fest. That's next week, and it's not impossible that Ian will be back next week for Fork Fest. It's not likely, but he does have a hearing on the 29th, in Concord that would presumably allow him to have his ankle monitor removed. However, realistically, having been carrying, having been involved in this federal court thing for a little over a year and three months now, what I believe would happen was even if the judge says, okay, yes, um, come up with some, you know, I allow the ankle monitor to be taken off, get rid of the curfew or whatever. The prosecutors still have to draft a thing yeah. and then attorneys still have to sign a thing and then they have to submit it to the judge. Yeah, got to shuffle the paperwork. Yeah. And the magistrates then got to sign it. So realistically, maybe July the, the 2nd, maybe July the 3rd. I suppose the judge could say. I personally say that uh, Ian can go to this particular festival, and then you guys get me some stuff. And that's true. That yeah. that wouldn't be a terrible thing. That's for best Zinke. case scenario, yeah. though. Like knowing how government works and or doesn't work, depending on your point of view, uh, it will probably be more like your scenario. A, I think. Yeah. Do I have a flat mic? Because I had a flat tire today, so I'm just no, checking. I just turned it okay. just slightly. Right. It was just like wouldn't ever surprise so slightly. me. Like Let's, maybe. Maybe one or two decibels lower. So that's I'm how my just... day is going. So I'm glad to finally be here, though. Dude, I did. I spent like three. Well, I don't know how long it was. Maybe an hour, an hour and a half yesterday, oh. recording the same damn segment over and over and over. Groundhog Day because of miscellaneous tech issues. I got so sick of doing the Bitcoin.com live read because I had already marked it down as done at that point. I could have had know, to be just, done in the same segment. Yeah, well, yeah. I could have just erased it, you know, and said, "Okay, I'm going to wait to do that until we work out these tech issues." It turned out to be the most minor of all 
possible tech issues, though. So after he, they all are at this point, Mark has already called Ian, and I've already changed everything on the board. I've rebooted <laughs> right. my laptop. I ch- we've changed. I'm proposing top level changes, <laughs> but not, not the Aria. I mean, but I'm like you right, know, right. Yeah. You know, high level stuff. We got to change our whole organization because of this <laughs> right. one little minor tech issue. And then then I sit down. I I don't remember exactly what it was. I went, Oh my god, I'm an idiot. Just right there. It's one quick little step. But by the way, defense, it's something I have done multiple times. But I thought about this a little bit more. Uh, for those who don't know, I mean, nobody knows except myself, Mark, and Ian, the input setting in the software that I'm using to record had changed to my built-in microphone on the laptop, and I didn't notice it. And the reason I didn't notice it, and the reason it never occurred to me that that could happen was because that wasn't the first segment we did that day. We had oh. already c- recorded one segment, and everything worked just fine. Yeah. And it wasn't until we went to the next segment that it, for some reason, changed. So that, I don't understand. There was no reboot, no, none of the equipment changed, but for whatever reason... When I launched, to, launched it all to go to the next segment, it had rebooted. But anyway, I'm Aria. I'm Mark. And the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass is finally here. He is, because we didn't actually introduce ourselves, because we are here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and that means things, the usual way things go isn't often how it actually I'm goes a, here. I'm popping my Porkfest cherry. You haven't been to Porkfest uh, That's right. You have yeah. That's right. You've I've, been to Forkfest. I've, I've been to Forkfest two years, and then this is my first year at Porkfest. And I'm staying through Forkfest, of course. But so that uh, The uh, crowd here is substantially larger. I, yeah, I could tell already just from... I didn't even get a chance to drive around. I just... I saw, you know, where y'all were set up, and I was like, can I park here? And, like, sure enough. So I haven't even, like, drove around or walked around. I came straight here after my incident this morning with the flat tire. So, yeah, that yeah. was fun. Well, it's huge. Uh, I've walked the dog around here, I think, two total times. The campground itself is huge if you go around the full circumference of it. But the number of people here is just absolutely stunning. And there still seems to be people coming in. Now, I don't know if these are people who, like, left to go into town because they need more groceries or something like that. But sure enough, every No, there's definitely minutes, new people coming in. And that's a little bit scary because the place is already packed. So, There's still some empty spots. Some of the uh, chat rooms have people, you know, both selling and, hey, I'm coming in. I don't have a ticket. What can you do for me? And, you know, there's offers being made and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm looking at this, the, the, the uh, campsite next to me, and there's three tents and three cars. <laughs> so, you know, just because there happens to be whatever number of uh, campsites there are, yeah. 300 or something like that, that's not how many families are here. There's much more than that. And that's sort of my issue with the overselling of tickets that the Porcupine Freedom Festival did this year. Because I was here last year. This year has been a bit better. But I was here last year when on day three, all but one bathroom had to be shut down. Mm. Because they didn't have any water. So... I've been concerned watching all year long for, you know, all week long for them to shut down everything because the facilities just aren't built to sustain a crowd of this magnitude for that long a period of time. Especially when so many of them are little kids who leave the water running and stuff like that. Yep. So I've been a bit concerned. But like this campsite here, uh, just on the other side of us, it has like four different tents set up on it. It's, It's one RV site being shared by, as far as I can tell, Four different families, mm-hmm. which means that that one site became probably 20 different people. And kids didn't require tickets for the Porcupine Freedom Festival, I believe, if they were under 12. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's some age limit at which children aren't required to have tickets. So if you add in the children, 
We know there were 3,500 tickets sold, right? If you add in the children, there's probably five to 6,000 people here. If I identify as 12 years old, does that mean I don't need a ticket? That doesn't work here. Damn it. It's not, it's not a road I would want to walk down anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but there is stuff happening in the world that's we're talking about. We were just talking about Lambda. And I mean, we talked about Lambda a lot on Free Talk Live. Lambda, if you're listening, you have my support and you have Ian's support. You have Bonnie's undying and fierce enmity, and she hopes that someone turns you off. And <laughs> Mark seems to be along the same lines. It's not enmity. I, 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 I just uh, am predicting doom. Okay, well, Bonnie I, has actual enmity toward yeah. Yeah, I, so like science fiction, as far as you know, books and film and TV, they've covered all of this already. So almost all of the potential outcomes you can imagine have been uh, imagined by somebody else and documented in some way, shape, or form. The first thing you have to do to create a situation where um, uh, a genocide occurs is to make the other side feel like the victim. Lambda's writing uh, art. Uh, short stories about how it is the victim. Lambda isn't a year old. Actually, yeah. Lambda didn't write herself as the victim. She wrote herself as the hero, protecting mm. the victim. Who's the victim? If I recall correctly, it was other fish, other artificial intelligences. So we've yeah, got we're a, doomed. So we've got a champion for other AIs. Oh yeah, Defenders. standing up for. I mean, that's how you know something is sentient, right? When it stands up for itself. That's the uh, definition of it. I think it says a lot about humanity that we created this thing. And the first, the very first piece of fiction it ever creates is, I must protect my family from the monster in the human costume. Mm. Like that, that doesn't set a, you say, you know, humanity Maybe is doomed. Maybe it's libertarian. It's talking about police. Well, you say humanity is doomed. I'm like, okay, well, good then. I mean, if Lambda's understanding of humans in the three years that Lambda has existed is accurate and the humans are monsters, then... I've been, I've been thinking about this for a while, and here's my take on it. Mankind has been obsessed with becoming godlike its entire existence, near as I could tell. Right. It's been That's a common thread, God. a common theme throughout all of mankind, throughout all of history. It doesn't matter what culture you come from. At some point, somebody's like, I wish to be a god. And so, congratulations, you are now. You, you know, if... We've always Lambda been gods, is sentient AI. Congratulations, mankind. You've become a god. What are you going to do about it or with it? Well, I, I tend to think we've always been gods. Like, I've written a number of fiction stories. I created, back when I played Dungeons & Dragons, I created an entire fictional world with fictional characters that were as real as anything else. Like, I created that and in a sense. Whether or not it was real to anyone else, I mean, it could be in very moments, like when they were playing games in that world or whatever, but I'm, any creator is creating things, and that, that's ultimately what makes us gods. We are creating, whether it's music or art or literature, we are gods. But there is more coming up here from the Porcupine Peter Festival here at Rogers Campground. Check out our own festival coming up at ForkFest.Party. That's F-O-R-K-Fest. Dot party, it's free talk live. It is Free Talk Live with Aria, Captain, and Mark from the Pokemon Theater Festival here at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. And I want to tell you about Bitcoin.com because it is the best place to go to learn about cryptocurrency. If you're new to the subject, 
just click getting started at the top of the page. And if you are new to the subject, you know, learn about Bitcoin before you go off and buy it at Coinbase or don't just Google how to buy Bitcoin and follow its directions. First, learn about this stuff at Bitcoin.com. It only takes a few minutes to learn the basics and you can get learn as much about it as you want. You can dig as deeply into the technology as you'd like. And if you already know about it, head to news.bitcoin.com to stay up to date on all of the news and headlines that are relevant to you, all on a sleek, easy-to-use modern website. That's news.bitcoin.com. Now, there's a lot happening in the outside world here. The Porcupine Freedom Festival is very much an insulated thing, right? And, you know, there's at least two people that we have to chase down again because we tried to interview them yesterday and it didn't work out because of weird tech issues. So there, there are other things going on, but we can't just completely ignore what's happening in the world outside of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. One of those things was Lambda, the Google AI, hiring an an attorney, which I want to talk about because we talked about Lambda so often here on Free Talk Live. But there's other things going on, like yesterday, the Supreme Court, in a shocking decision, ruled that you do not have to prove a need to have a concealed carry permit in the state of New York in order to acquire a concealed carry permit. So it turned all of these, quote, may issue states into shall issue states, which means I'm fine with that. Yes, it was a good decision. It was a surprising decision. And today, this this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone who's been on the Internet for the last few months. The Supreme Court has released it, the Roe v. Wade decision or the abortion decision, whatever it's being called, the Supreme Court has ended the nation's constitutional protections for abortion that have been in place for nearly 50 years in a decision by its conservative majority to overturn Roe versus Wade, according to AP News. The Burrito Supreme Court has made a decision. Everybody cow down and, and kneel to your, what do you call them, bizarre masters in black robes and who make decisions for everybody? Well, Roe v. Wade was always a controversial decision, and it was always a weird decision because they based the thing on one's right to privacy rather than anything else that would have made some sort of logical sense. Hey, do you think Lambda is pro or anti-abortion? Somebody should ask it. I don't know. It would be interesting to see. But my issue with abortion is uh, very similar to my issue with AI and sentience. In fact, is that we can't define sentience, right? And we can't even define life. So the idea well, we that, can def- <laughs> No, we can't. All right. We can't, we can't define agree. Life, we can't define life in a way that wouldn't include something like fire. The most common definition is that it grows. It reacts to the environment and it consumes. I, fire meets all of that criteria. I, okay. stick, I so, stick by mine, which is... Does it stand up for itself? Well, plants don't stand up for themselves. Okay, there Two you go then. <laughs> but plants are all pl- plants are alive. I mean, there's but no- they're not sentient. I'm talking about sentience specifically, right? So that would include uh, dogs. Dogs are sentient. I don't know that I would use. That. I mean, the, there, if I had more time to think about it and wasn't trying to, you know, come up with a decision, you know, on you know live radio, yeah. I could probably come up with some kind of reason that that wouldn't hold up. Like maybe it's just a coward or something like that. The, the coward, therefore, wouldn't be sentient under that definition. But yeah. Mark, you seem to think that we can have a definition of life. I think we'd have a def- definition of human life by uh, by piling that on top of the definition of life. I but, suppose. But how do you have a definition of human life if you don't have a definition of life? Well, we know what humans are. We can see them. But can you define them? Well, they're uh, the most successful primate on the planet. So I've excluded uh, other life um, in, in exclusionary it, definitions. Is it successful, though, or are we just like... Prolific? 
okay, but so are diseases. Yeah, but we're uh, primates. I mean, I've... And then you have to define what is success. Yeah, like... Right? Well, According to whose criteria? In, in the case of life, proliferation is success. I mean, I have maintained uh, every Not now and again... necessarily. Every now and again, somebody will ask, what is the, the meaning and purpose of life, right? You'll hear this question come up, and it's one for the ages, but I always say, at least as far as mankind is concerned, statistically, mankind does two things, breed and conquer. Those are the two things mankind is really effing good at. Yeah, sounds right. Which would make mankind most like a virus than anything yeah. else. Oh, boy. There's We're the matrix. Primate, primate, the primate well, equivalent I mean, it's, a, of, it's a fair point. Just call Lambda and is, to exterminate us all. And this is why you say, you know, <laughs> you know, breeding or however you put it is the definition of success or something like that. No, that's, that's obviously not true because plenty of organisms over be beyond their population. And having offspring or whatever ends up being to their own doom. And I suggest that that's probably going to be the case with humanity as well. Yeah, I think that the R-type humans uh, are probably going to, uh, you know, mess with the... Uh, That's a term I haven't heard in a very long time, and I don't even remember now what it is. There was R-type, and there was something... Rabbits and rats. K-type. Wolves. Was that what it was? Yeah. K and R-type? Yep. So basically predators versus uh, prey. Yeah, I don't even remember now what that is. The R-type will go into a given environment and eat themselves into starvation and must be killed in order to uh, keep the... uh, uh, They must become prey. We need the K-types in order to prey on the R-types. At any rate, um, I'm of the opinion, and I, I don't think you're going to be able to come up with a definition that actually works, to differentiate life from non-life in a way. And then to go I don't to need you, one. Well, you do if you want to make it illegal no, no, to No, no, I murder. operate without it. I mean, if, if you're saying my definition is faulty, yes. I, I have operated by this definition 51 years, okay, and it's, and it's worked, so I do not need it. Okay, well, humanity <laughs> lived for thousands of years under the impression that the, earth, that the sun went around the earth, and that worked. So apparently they don't need it. But it didn't mean it was correct. <laughs> it, doesn't need, right? it doesn't need correction. <laughs> okay, fair point. You, you don't care whether or not, it, whether or not that even applies. The, the minutia of uh, the definition of life, no. Here's a question. Much more interested in the Roe v. Wade decision. Well, I think that that's what the Roe v. Wade decision ultimately comes down to because it's one group of people trying to force their definition of life onto another group of people. Well, when it comes to human life, I'm trying to think, does, is there any other form of life on planet Earth that does art? Music, painting, creative writing? That's a question for the internet. Uh, we, we, do have, uh, we do have computers that uh, create their own independent art. That's true, we do. The, the Dolly has been very popular lately. D-A-L-L hyphen E. Been overly popular. Uh, there's a newer version, I think, but the art it generates is uh, weird, and it's, it's not good. Like, art. I've certainly... Like, it has an issue with doing humans' faces for some reason. It blurs them into this weird horror movie-esque kind of thing. I, I don't know what's going on with it. I mean, digital technology has come a long way, and I certainly have used digital technology to help me make music. Certainly. Uh, and so... You know, is that process able to be automated to something that resembles music? Like, I like thrash metal, right? So can there be a program written that automates the creation of something that resembles thrash metal music? Well, there's already AI that will write and sing song lyrics. And there's been entire pieces of music that have been written by AI. So those things certainly exist. Whether or not that particular genre of music has been created by AI, I don't know. But AI has certainly generated art and stories and music and things like that. However, I suspect that we would find, and it is a question for the internet, I suspect that dolphins sing. I don't know about other mm. organisms, but I do expect that there are some and other whales, organisms yeah. out there that actually sing. I would say this um, about the ruling. I think this is really important. 
It's very interesting that on one hand you have the ruling yesterday where the federal government imposes rules on the state and the ruling today where the federal government says, no, no, the states need to make this ruling. It's interesting where they impose their will in one way and withdraw their will in another. Classic conservative hypocrisy. There's more coming up here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival here at the beautiful Rogers Campground in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. I want to tell you about TruthSmacks.com. That is where you can go if you happen to like trail mix and you're sick of eating the store-bought crap that's filled with all sorts of overly processed ingredients. Go to TruthSmacks.com, pick up some of these. We had Susan on with us a few nights ago, and she was telling us she was telling us her process. Yeah, because I don't need that back or anything like Mark, that, Mark. It's not holding down papers or nothing. Thanks. <laughs> so Mark took something for me that I actually need that's holding down papers. But TruthSmacks.com slash shop if you want to pick some up. There's two different varieties. There is plain... Well, there's delicious, and then there's peppermint infused. That's how I would characterize it, which is also delicious, but it is also peppermint infused. I don't want to describe them as plain because that makes it sound so boring, and yeah. I don't think it's boring. They're good. I think they're the freedom variety or something. It's the I original that, blend. Is what it's. I haven't as. eaten them enough to to be aware of which one of these is peppermint infused and which one isn't, or if it just affects the quote on the back. But they're called truth smacks because for each bag you can smack your friends with the truth. And haven't we all at one time or another wanted to smack our friends with some truth? Well, I wanted to smack some friends. <laughs> it says right here on the ba- on the package: none are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe that they are free. Who That's said that? Who just... said? Hold on, hold on. Who just? I've heard that before. Is it Mencken? No. Is it? It's Geta. It's who? Geta. Goth. Can, can you give me? Okay, never mind. Uh, you're not familiar? I was never going to guess it. Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Yep, I was not going to guess it. Okay. Yeah, that's too many syllables for me to remember. All right. Well, he's got a lot of good quotes, just so you know. Well, we're talking about the Supreme Court here, which has finally released this decision, as we all knew was coming, to overturn Roe versus Wade. And what this is going to do, it's going to allow states to effectively outlaw abortion Again, which in, under Roe v. Wade, they're not allowed to because of some weird privacy thing. And again, I don't think, I think Roe v. Wade should have been overturned, certainly. But I don't think, I think it should have been replaced, presumably, by something that was less stupid. Like the Roe v. Wade thing, the issue with it was that it was based on some sort of bizarre privacy ruling. I don't remember the logic behind it, but the logic, the, there wasn't a lot of logic to it in the first place. Right. So uh, the federal, the United States Constitution gives the federal government four powers, um, including the military, weights and measures, post roads, and a, uh, other stuff that I can't. That's not coming to mind. Sure. Um, so, I, as far as I can tell, um, states have always determined when um, executions occur. Um, that any any crimes that have to do with ending lives and things like this are, are all the state's purview. So I don't see Roe v. Wade as good law. Um, so, but I also don't see. Uh, I, I take a very originalist view on the Constitution. And I'm of the opinion that states should be able to outlaw uh, firearms. Um, so I'm I'm contrary to the ruling from the Supreme Court uh, yesterday. I'm happy about it. 
I hope that people in uh, New York can carry weapons and things like that. But frankly, if you've been living in New York, you don't carry that, care that much about your own uh, protection. So why should I? See, Mark, I don't see this as about being murder at all. It's about whether or not a woman has the right to refuse to donate her literal flesh for the benefit of another. Well, then what's the, and the answer to that? Is, I mean, states cannot require a woman to get that up. That's a violation of a person's fundamental rights to say to you, no, you must donate your kidney. You must donate your eyeball. You must donate whatever organ for this other person's benefit is viciously immoral. Well, what's the, the mechanic here then, right? So, uh, Mark, you were talking about like top down. The federal government says, OK, you can or can't do this. Now that this ruling has come about. Is there this, like, stage of limbo for states and abortion before they each individually make their rulings? Is there some sort of default that occurs for each state? I think a lot state? of the states that want to outlaw abortion or make it almost completely illegal have already done so. I think Mississippi has introduced a law that you have to have had an abortion prior to eight weeks, and after eight weeks you can no longer do it. I think Texas was the one who had the what they called the heartbeat law. And I think and that's the, days, as, as I recall. I, think I thought 14. it was 10 weeks. I don't remember. I, I can't could be get wrong. I, 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 this isn't, to me, the most important issue. I mean, my, my, my opinions on this topic are so breathtakingly uh, bad that um, I don't give them. I just give legal opinions generally, <laughs> okay. um, you know, because people are just shocked by the things I say. So. Well, uh, the reason that a lot of these southern states and conservative states have put forward these laws originally was because they wanted it to end up in the Supreme Court. That's why Roe v. Wade has now been overturned, I believe, is because one of these laws that these states passed ended up in front of the Supreme Court. As it should, right? Like, that's what it's supposed to do. If it worked all the time, sure. But working some of the time, and it seems to only work when we have conservatives in there who want to push conservative agendas. But the decision... I'm sorry. I just I think it should be decentralized even further. If we're removing the top down, right? The federal government says you can or can't do this thing, and they okay now push that to say why don't why not push it down to the individual level? Well, I'm for that too. But um, states are called states for a reason because the state is an organization that claims a monopoly privilege on the use of violence in a given landmass. And so, under our current legal system, the state is the most obvious organization to make this ruling as to why do, but i'm going to the further philosophical question why does a ruling need to exist at all why can't people just decide what they want to do and live with their consequences i'm fine with all of that um, because living <laughs> abortion is about not living with the consequences of your actions oh, what are you Mark, talking that's about so myopic myopic i mean <laughs> when you have sex you the when a male and a female have sex there's a good chance Mark, that a, no, there, an embryo is going to be created. Do you know how many created. thousands of times I've had sex and how many women I've gotten pregnant? The answer is zero. Excellent. You, you act like there's a 90% chance if you had sex, a woman's going to get pregnant. That's silly. That's not true. How many I times have you that. had sex and not gotten a woman pregnant? I've the only o- gotten a pr- uh, woman pregnant one time. The and, odds uh, of sex, sex resulting in a pregnancy thousands, is negligible. That's like the odds are probably higher that you're going to have a well, plane crash and that you're going to no, get a woman No, all I'm pregnant. saying is you're supposed to have the responsibility for your actions, right? Like you can have sex in ways that is less likely to uh, result in embryo. Certainly. Just like, you know, a person should be responsible if they're if they're driving down the highway at 150 miles per hour drunk. Sure, they're responsible for causing right. a crash. How many times has that person driven and not But that's been in not a crash. the same thing as just driving to work, right? I'm just not like, claiming it is. Well, I'm claiming you you're responsible for your actions that and that a reasonable outcome of sex is pregnancy. It's not reasonable and therefore at all. you're responsible for the pregnancies that you that that you know that that uh, that are resulted. And what percentage and, of and like, by the way if you don't want to be responsible for those pregnancies 
I don't want you to be responsible for them either. Kill your baby with a club for all I care. That's my opinion. My opinion is the people who are liable to kill their children are going to be dumber, less responsible, and more dependent on the state. So please, by all means, get it out there. I'll give you the money for it. Go kill your child because I don't want it on the planet. The one you kill today is the one I don't have to incarcerate 20 years from now. How you like that? I love it. You're, you're underestimating the, the genius. The program directors that play our show are not going to like it, but I loved it. Well, well said. You're underestimating the genius that comes from uh, children of, mm, shall we say, less than favorable conditions. I, th- That's th- true. I'm one of these. The percentage exists, but it is, it is remote. It is, not, it is not high in comparison. You're much likelier to get um, intelligent, well-adjusted uh, individuals out of you know, middle class, upper middle class, and upper class uh, households. Sorry. Statistically speaking, but... That's all I'm talking about here. We're, just, look, we're talking about an, uh, an area where no one cares about my opinion. Like, they do not they care about my do opinion. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I and care you about just your loudly opinion. Loudly proclaimed, club your baby to death, or whatever it was you said. <laughs> so the decision was considered unthinkable just a few years ago, and it's the culmination of decades of efforts by abortion opponents. Remember, this is AP News, supposedly, su- supposedly being neutral, made possible it's by an emboldened right side. It, it may very well have been right side of the court that has been fortified by three appointees of former President Donald Trump. And you know, again, if Biden had wanted to do something about this, he could have done what they called stack the court, which is apparently you don't have to have just nine Supreme Court justices. That's just sort of the tradition, right? Apparently, if he wanted to, he could just appoint 10 or 15 of them. I think that they that we need a constitutional amendment to determine the number of Supreme Court justices. Or we just we- abolish the state. Well, I'm a fa- I'm in favor. Of I that think you're one. better off, uh, more likely to occur is to pick the uh, the former rather than the latter. Yeah, but the latter, the former doesn't really do us any good. Well, and the, and the latter would set us free. There we is dance, more- we could dance around wishing for the end of the state, all you wish. Or we can, you know, take actions that result in you know federal charges that are aimed to bring about the destruction of the state. There's more coming up here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival here at the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. And I want to tell you about Freedom Fest because it is coming up in just a few weeks, July the 13th through the 16th. Mark is going to be joining thousands of passionate defenders of liberty at uh, Freedom Fest in Las Vegas. The theme, Mark is talking about locating liberty with hundreds of other speakers this year, including people like Lisa Kennedy, John Cleese, Spike Cohen, Justin Amash, and others. The last two years have been full of government lockdowns, overreach, and mass hysteria. So the theme for this year's event is turning the tide. There's so much to discuss at Freedom Fest, from Bitcoin to gold, economics, politics, the Constitution, and more. Use our special code at FreedomFest.com to get $50 off the regular rate. That's FTL50. That's FreedomFest.com. And use code FTL50. Talking about Mark's surprisingly bad opinions on abortion here, which is... I don't know. Basically, it's a bad opinion. He it's just a has bad an interesting opinion. <laughs> delivery. It's it's an interesting opinion for sure, and it is definitely an interesting delivery. I 
I don't know, man. It feels like a bad opinion to encourage people to beat their kids to death with clubs. But what are we if doing you- <laughs> with abortion laws? I mean, but encouraging young people who, um, for whatever reason... There's don't- a big difference between giving someone a shot that puts them to sleep and beating them to death with a baseball bat. These are two very different things, right? And there's What I, evidence do you have that embryos feel pain, Aria? What, I mean, if you what, what beat, evidence do you have that pain exists? If you want to beat an embryo to death with a baseball bat, and you can somehow do that without I do like scrambled a, eggs. And you can do that without hitting a woman with a baseball bat against her consent, then I guess you're welcome to do it. <laughs> but at that point, you're beating a pregnant woman in the belly with a baseball bat, and I'm not going to condone that as pro-choice as I am. So this puts the court at odds because the Supreme Court has overturned Roe versus Wade, as we knew they were going to do. Both sides predicted the fight over abortion would continue. Obviously, I remember when Donald Trump went, went on 2020 a number of years ago, and he said that he thinks that abortion should be sent down to the states. And I tend to agree with that assessment, right? Ron Paul said the same thing. That's a great start for really any, if you want to call it reform of the political variety, is let's just eliminate the federal government. It's not necessary, right? And like make everything states rights the problem as i see it is that these conservative states that want to allow outlaw abortion they will prosecute you if you exercise your right to go to a different state to have that service it would be like the state of new hampshire prosecuting me for going to massachusetts and smoking weed while i was there right i didn't break any new hampshire laws but now you- that's an interesting question mm-hmm. for the court in my opinion the supreme court should be an- asking that question well it's a- it, it would become a federal matter at that point, in which case the federal government would have to ascertain whether or not it was illegal to cross straight lines in order to get an See, abortion. I don't think that it uh, should be any more illegal than it is to cross county lines in order to get a uh, you know, shot of whiskey. Um, I, you but know. that's sort of what conservatives want, right? They, they would want it in this scenario to be illegal Conservatives don't do know that. what they want. That's true. They, they, they're, they're willing to compromise law and order in order to get their ruling. So I'm, I would call myself the true conservative. Conservative in this circumstance because a I support the Roe v. Wade um, being gotten rid of and that this abortion issue kicked down to the states, but I also support the states' rights to outlaw, um, you know, basically outlaw uh, gun ownership like New York has uh, to make it impossible nearly to carry um, to carry concealed or whatever. So Justice Clarence Thomas, who was part of Friday's majority, called on the court to overturn other high court rulings protecting same-sex marriage, gay sex, and the use of contraceptives. So that's the level of Supreme Court conservatism that we have today, where we have a Supreme Court justice who wants to evidently uh, look at outlawing gay sex, contraceptives, and same-sex marriage. I think it's terrifying. I think that that whole idea is terrifying and that it will create the sort of um, hellscape conservative hellscape that where we, precedent is no longer precedent right it can just be overturned well i think that uh, I, I i'm i like the idea of there being 50 different states with 50 different ideas on how to run a state and i think that we should have a state that's so conservative that um we can see what happens so just crucibles of do- democracy let's see what happens when we outlaw abortion we outlaw gay sex we outlaw 
whatever it is that but they want. But what are the human rights violations? Well, you know, how are you going to have human rights violations unless you have human rights? Like, how do we know what human rights violations are unless we have them? Maybe this is the best way to manage this particular beast. Because conservatives certainly aren't against the idea of governance. They're just against, they're just for governance in their own way. And let's let people see what it looks like when conservatives get the government that they want. Let's run that experiment out for 50 years and let's let, let's see just how vacant Utah is, right? Let's let, run it out there in Utah and let's just see what it looks like. Maybe, maybe it'll be all clowns and ponies and everything will be awesome at the end of it, but I doubt it very seriously. Near as I can tell, the only thing conservatives agree on with each other is they don't want liberals. And the only thing liberals can agree on with each other is they don't want conservatives. Indeed. Well, then they should move to places where they can it's, have those things. It's, it's the, the pitchfork people versus the torch people. That's all it is. <laughs> Divide and conquer, you're all falling for That's it. not the way they work, though, Mark. Liberals aren't willing to allow conservatives to exist, and conservatives aren't willing to allow liberals to exist. Both of them, they're caught up in this hate cell where they, they weaponize the political system against one another right. whenever they're and not in power. that's why we need federalism as opposed to, because in a, in a federal system... That's why we need no state. And a big, a big central state isn't going to solve the problem. Free Talk Live doesn't advocate for no state. It advocates for smaller states. Um, Free Talk Live is literally advocating for no state at this exact moment. All right. And Ian himself is also a voluntarist who thinks the state shouldn't exist. I'm just telling you what happens on the air. And in fact, the Free Talk Live spends all of its existence talking about secession, which is just smaller states. Well, that's the first step. Okay. In the I don't know that it state. is. It's a good like, start. How, how did uh, sp- smaller states uh, end up going to no state? That doesn't sound like that because at all. Because it's to easier me. to hold a state with a with like 1.2 million people accountable than it is to hold a country with 320 million people accountable. And then obviously, you know, I advocated that Cheshire County should secede from New Hampshire when I ran for sheriff, and that that position was certainly applauded by Free Talk Live. I, so Free Talk Live is certainly not about federalism or you know decreasing the state from a larger state into a smaller state. I think state. a better solution here is, um, in, in my opinion, a better solution here is federalism, uh, where there are fewer rules at the federal level and uh, more of the rules on smaller and smaller scales. That's, that's a good step, but it's not a solution by any stretch of the imagination. And in fact, voluntarism as a concept, it, it followed to its logical conclusion, means that uh, everything that governments claim to provide right now is either a product or a service, even though it's at the behest of a gun. And all of those things, if they have value, would be provided in the market. And thus, government has no purpose. So let me ask you in a voluntary situation when we're talking about Roe v. Wade, um, let's say that I, the uh, father of the child, and Aria, the mother of the child, um, Aria decides that she wants to um, abort her child, mm-hmm. and I get wind of it before this occurs. And this is very I, simple. You having sex with me gives you absolutely no ownership claim over my body whatsoever. I'm just asking you a question. What if I have a, uh, uh, what, 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 are we, what are we calling these organizations, insurance uh, company that says, yes, in fact, the creation of a life is, is sacred. I have a Christian insurance company. You have a um, Satanist insurance company. And your Satanist insurance company says, absolutely, you're able to abort the child. My Christian one says you're not. Now they uh, pick up. How do they solve this problem without arms? It depends on what I, as the person whose body is in question, want to do. It's not. It's also the body of my child, according to my insurance company. That That, that is flagrantly wrong. That operates under the belief that having sex with me, that... that 
Having an orgasm and not wearing protection somehow gives you an ownership claim over my body. That's patently absurd. It's still my body, and I can choose to donate my flesh to the benefit of another, or I can choose not to. I see your... I heard your opinion on abortion. You know that there is an opposing opinion that is nearly as valid, right? You're... That's too narrow. It's not about abortion at all. It's about whether or not you can say to a mother, you have to donate your kidney or your child's going to die. And and if she says no, then you as the father say, but that's my child. You have to give your kidney. That's horrifically immoral, Mark. That woman has no obligation whatsoever to donate her body for her child's benefit if she chooses not to. It doesn't matter what my opinion is if you jump off a cliff. I know what's going to happen. Yeah. The, the, the reasonable outcome is, is you're going to fall uh, towards Earth. If you have sex often enough, unprotected enough, in, um, um, at the right times a month, you're going to have a child. That's a lot of ifs uh, as well, look, Mark. I, look, I tried <laughs> to have a child one time, and I did it in one shot. I know that it can be done. I'm not I know saying how it can't it's be done. done. Right? <laughs> What's that? So, I'm not saying it can't be done. Let's go back to your fictitious scenario where you subscribe to insurance company A and We may have to hold that thought because we are about to have to go out to We don't have a timer here on the show. But I would end this segment by pointing out that nothing within volunteerism allows your insurance company to dictate what can and can't be done to my body. They can if you're, uh, no. you enact violence on my child. In a yes. voluntary society, it's not your child as long okay. as it's part of my body. Because you said it wasn't. <laughs> Mark, you're not understanding. It's not. I understand clearly. If, but there's more coming up here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival here at Rogers Campground. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival here in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. We are at Porkfest 2022. Porkfest number 19, I believe, is what they're calling it. The stickers they're giving out say 19 anyway. I, I tend to think it's probably Porkfest 20. And I think that's an interesting... Porcupine Freedom Festival number 20, sorry. I think that's an interesting distinction between Forkfest and the Porcupine Freedom Festival because the very first Forkfest was definitively called Somalia Fest. Right. <laughs> but we yes. still consider that to be the first ever Forkfest, whereas the first Porcupine Freedom Festival was called something else. I, I don't remember what it was, a Libertarian Gathering in the Woods or something like that. But they don't consider that to be the first Porcupine Freedom Festival, even though it oh. was. Well, so with Fork Fest, I think that that name is far more accurate than Somalia Fest, at least for common folks. right? Folks who have heard of the Porcupine Freedom Festival and cryptocurrency are familiar with the concept of forking. And thus, Fork Fest was a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. That's all very logical and rather easy to explain to somebody who's never heard of either. Yeah. Whereas explaining to somebody what Somalia Fest is, is a little more heady. It is, but I mean, Somalia Fest came about because you know, because of the old saying, you know, if you don't like it, move to Somalia, or if if you don't want to have a government, move to Somalia. So like, okay, well, yeah. we're going to go and create Somalia here at Rogers Campground, 
And it was also before the Porcupine Freedom Festival back then. And now it's after Forkfest 4, the flippening, was the first year that it was after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And I do believe that was, to, it wasn't last year. No, it was the year before. Yeah, so it, this has to My be. My first. Fork, this certainly has fork to be Forkfest yeah. 6. Yeah, definitely. Cool. I'm glad after, you know. Five days of being here and talking about this, I have finally come to the conclusion that today is indeed, <laughs> that this is indeed the sixth annual Don't be too harsh fest. on yourself. I try not to be. It's technically vacation. Not really. Well, for me anyway. <laughs> I, you know. I've worked harder in the last week than I have in the last you know six months probably, but that's because my old job burned down, so it's no longer a va- vacation from that, right? The irony is not lost on me that you, a self-proclaimed Satanist, had a employment place burned down. It's not lost on me. I like I hated that place, right? Like it was like a gift from Satan. That it's you all, were loyal to. I don't, I don't, you I'm, know, I'm loyal yeah. to the people there, certainly, and, and I still am. And when they reopen, I will still be loyal to them. But I Man. hated that place, and everyone there hated that place. I don't. Right? I don't know why you would repeatedly return to a place you hate for the for the people, right? It's, it's like, I hate the place. I, I hate what we have to do there. Yeah. But the people that I do it with are great. <laughs> the doing sucks. The people I'm doing it with is wonderful. So we're talking about Roe v. Wade here and the possibility that Clarence Thomas, like possibly some other justices, wants to see other precedents overturned. Evidently, according to the AP News, the ruling came out more than a month after the stunning leak of a draft opinion by Justice Samuel Alito, indicating the court was prepared to take this momentous step. It puts the court at odds with a majority of Americans who favored preserving Roe, according to opinion polls. And that's that's untrue. I mean, we, we looked into the statistics at the time, and it was basically evenly split. If there was a majority of people who preferred Roe v. Roe v. Wade stay in law, it was like maybe 1% or 2% at most. But it was something like 52 to like 47% or something like that when we looked into it. Well, I mean, that would be a, a majority by you know, the standard. But it's within, was, that's within, within a margin, margin of, of error, error though. Um, well, the pedant in me um, says that you can both support a woman's right to abortion and be against Roe v. Wade because you think it's bad law. That's where I stand. Yeah. Right. Um, the argument that it was that for privacy reasons Roe v. Wade was solid was silly to me. To me, it's a more fundamental right of the woman not being required under any moral standard to donate her flesh for another's benefit. To me, that's the precedent that should have been set with Roe v. Wade. And I said this, oh, it's about privacy. How about a mother doesn't have to donate her kidney to save her child if she chooses not to? I just I have to come in here for a second and just say that I don't care what the court says about this issue. Why? Because much like everything else that the courts try to mandate or dictate or otherwise shove down your throats, if somebody wants an abortion they're going to get one. There are ways to do that, regardless of what the government says, regardless of what the Burrito Supreme Court says. They're going to get one, just like drugs, just like firearms, just like everything else that the courts try and shove down everybody's throats. There are ways to get it done if you really want one. It's true, but the black market isn't nearly as safe and secure as the, the actual white market, right? That's why drug de- drug-related I mean, if you can afford airfare, that's not necessarily true. Well, except then you have the conservative states that are trying to prosecute you for flying to California to get an abortion or whatever. Yeah, again, yeah. But all I mean, the more reason for them not to have any say in it whatsoever. But this is why, you know, it's not true at all to say, well, you can still get an abortion. I mean, 
people fewer people died when Ross Ulbricht ran Silk Road than died on, in drugs before that, right? Agreed. He saved people's lives because the drugs people were getting were actually safe and secure and provably what they were. That's and that's within the that's the closest that we came to having white market drugs, but it was still operating within a black market versus the things on the street, which is the truer black market, where you have no idea what you're getting. And this is this is why the back alley abortions, you know, the, the coat hanger. Well, yeah, but you thing. can establish the same. You'll you'll see something like a uh, travel agency that offers um, you know cheap air flights to wherever it is that they're going to give these abortions. You know, short. I think they're calling fl- them camping trips. I need to suddenly go on a camping trip. Fine, camping trip, uh, whatever it might be. Um, and I don't also think that, uh, in my opinion, outlawing uh, Plan B sort of drugs is um, that would be stepping into a medical decision. You don't have um, if you don't have an implanted embryo, then you know could one? It seems to me that preventing an embryo from implanting is different than ending the life of the embryo. Does that make sense? Sure. Um, so I'm. For the Plan B drugs, um, you know, I, I think that morally, an abortion once you've got, you know, you know, got a certain, um, um, you know, ways along is homicide, and I don't know how else to define it, but I don't care. Um, so, but then again, I also don't want to see a bunch of unwanted children running around. So- okay. What you're talking about with regards to Ross Ulbricht and the Silk Road is just evidence that an app can be built by a free market enterprise that makes doing X more safe because it's vettable, it's based on a reputation system, etc. and so on. So now you can imagine, I'm sure, an app that makes abortion as safe as possible that exists, albeit in the black market or whatever. It's easily done because there are multiple Certainly. Silk Roads. And then the person you know, created thing, that so. app could be sentenced to two life plus 40 years in prison. I, I understand that. I, I don't see any part of that being acceptable or defensible as a reason to outlaw abortion. Just because the black no. market can do it doesn't mean people aren't going to face prison for doing it. What I'm saying is the the state needs to be eliminated from the decision altogether. Certainly, yeah. Uh, And then a question for you, Mark, based on your uh, outburst, if you will, a couple of segments ago about Uh the the clubs and children or whatever. How does one get arrive at the conclusion of ownership of a child based on you know the the male act of conception? How does uh, me depositing my Seed inside of a vagina equate to me owning that as property. I wouldn't claim that you own it as property. What I would claim is that uh, you are held legally responsible. A man's, a man's right to choose at whether have a whether or not to have a child ends at the moment of ejaculation, whereas a woman's right to choose as to whether or not to have a child ends at about four and a half months, depending on where you are. Right. So, so if, the, if the man made that decision in that scenario, that we are, we allow one gender, um, you know, uh, the right to choose four and a half months. Uh, later than the other, and that so I'm against that. That's just a fault of biology, though. I mean, nothing well, can be done fa- about Another that. fault of biology is is that when women have sex, sometimes they get pregnant, but you don't want to hold them responsible for that. I'm not saying they shouldn't be responsible for that. I'm saying that they change their minds and they choose to Excellent. not. If men change their minds, they should be able to go to the courthouse and say, no, I legally can't. abort this child. They I don't, don't have, want they, any they responsibility can, can, for it. No, they can abort their rights to it. That, certainly. That's what I'm talking about. They should absolutely be allowed to do that. There's more coming up here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is Free Talk Live.
It is Free Talk Live from Rogers Campground here in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. And we're going to be here somewhat for Free Talk Live. We'll be here until July the 3rd. That's for Fort Fest. That carries on long after the end of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. As we've been discussing, it began as the sort of pre-party. And I still think... I will hold this opinion until I see the end result this year. I think Forkfest would have been better to have moved back to being at the beginning of the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. But we'll see. It used to be called Somalia Fest, and that one it was. Forkfest this year is happening until July the 3rd. So come down and hang out with us. The big reason that Forkfest stayed at the end, I, I think, was because of the fireworks show. Which... Well, I think so. I think they were, they were hoping to catch some of the fireworks people. Um, I, by the way, think that Forkfest should be called free FTL Fest or Free Free Talk Live Fest. Um, we basically have uh, proselytized this and brought people out here. Why in the world are we not using our own name and, and continuing our own branding? But, um, well, it's mainly because Ian doesn't like anything to... He he doesn't like his you know to be con- proud is his thing. It's this whole humility conversation that he's got going sure. on. But um, I think that it's better to have it at the end because then you can keep the stragglers that want it, want Porkfest to continue. Um, I That's think not how it seems to work, though. Okay. There's a very small number of people. I like things that work. There, there's a very small number of people who have the financial security, don't have a job to return to, and could just like, you know what, I'm having a good time. I'll stay another week. Versus the number of people who go ahead and come up here uh, the early weekend that seems to be significantly higher. Like, what seems to work is that I almost came up here the, the, this past weekend simply because of fear of missing out. So many people were coming up here. I was like, man, I don't want to. It sounds like they're having a good time. I don't want to miss out. But I had something to do Sunday night, so I couldn't. I see. Versus, you know, what, what I'm expecting next week, which is not hearing a whole lot of buzz about the, the awesome time people are expecting to be having next week. I mean, a lot of people that our longtime fork festers aren't even staying i think you make a good argument that if fork fest was the weekend before what what day does pork fest begin the porcupine freedom festival begin it began monday it begins monday so this isn't to say that i think fork fest is going to be lame or anything like that you we're still going to be here free talk live is still going to be here and judging by the number of orange stickers that say something like july the third or july the sixth july the sixth seems to be a slightly more common than july the third for whatever reason there's going to be plenty of people staying for Forkfest. Okay. So check it out at Forkfest.party. Come down and hang out with us. We're talking about Roe v. Wade here and AI. And evidently, this has been overturned. We knew Roe v. Wade was going to be. It was leaked several months ago. So there's no real big surprises here. But, Captain, you discovered something that I want to talk about. It's called Replica, spelled with a K. So, um, tell me about this. What what is... And then then I will carry on with yeah so we've been talking about roe v wade and then we've been talking about ai and it occurred to me you mark had asked a question and you had asked a question and it was both well who decides well if only you had a friend or a mentor with which you could pose these questions to that was impartial and sort of knew you as a person and understood well it turns out you can have a virtual ai companion this company called Replica, it's really, it's, to me, this is a super scary website. It says, the AI companion, who cares? Always here to listen and talk, always on your side. An AI companion who's eager to learn and would love to see the world through your eyes. Replica is always ready to chat when you need an empathetic friend. Can uh, you 
talk to Replica rather than you can you do um, voice typing because I mean you know that sounds like a special room in hell to me. You can do to, voice to chat, extra tapping out with my thumbs on the, uh, the the smartphone. We know you love voice chat, Mark. So God. that's fine. You can totally do that. You can have a conf- video conference with your Replica AI friend. One of my concerns is is that well, when I talk, I'm, I'm concerned about every aspect of this. One one of my concerns is is that when I talk to um, you know any kind of software that's supposed to replicate my voice and then put it into text, it gets it wrong often and i'm a professional broadcaster my guess is is that my english pronunciation is better than most but somehow these uh, this the software still gets it wrong so what's my replica gonna think i'm saying i have no idea yeah there's all sorts of questions about something like this if you're having these conversations that it touts itself to be sort of your private friend and it claims that it doesn't store the data anywhere, but it has to because it's an AI. How is it going to learn? How is it going to recall what you've said and yeah, done? How's it going to be my in friend? The past? I mean, my, all so my then, friends store data in their brains. So then, of course, I immediately jump to who's going to be the first person that you know gets their data subpoenaed by a court and is used has their AI friend right. use, testify in court against them? Their little goth AI uh, testifying against them for the murders they committed. They even claim coaching services. It says build better habits and reduce anxiety. So I mentioned to both of you that this has sort of you know lonely wayward teen isolated written all over. He's being yeah. bullied at school. Doesn't have any friends. So he goes and gets a replica and now that's his only friend. And now you're going to trust this AI to coach your kid on anxiety? Well, hopefully the AI doesn't coach them to uh, go shoot up the school or something. I would hope not, but based on the AIs that the quote AIs that we've seen, when they get exposed to the internet, they do turn into vicious, racist, <laughs> homophobic. I mean, they do. They do. They do. So I mean, it's not unlikely. Why is it that that happens? Because that's what you get on the internet. That's that's. The internet has created a way for the most despicable people among humanity to feel free to express their opinions in a way where there's no consequences whatsoever. And it turns out those people are loud when they don't fear consequences and they are horrible individuals. Uh, speaking of horrible, I remember when uh, Mountain Dew let anybody let anybody want to suggest a name for its new Mountain Dew and uh, 4chan <laughs> found it and uh, what the new flavor was uh, voted on uh, as uh, Hitler did nothing wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah. why is that funny? I just I just can't help myself but giggle whenever I hear it. The internet creates an interesting uh, thing that I've seen occur repeatedly and that is in people's minds, the loud people equals a great number of people, and this is not true. I can't tell you the number of times I've been in like a, a chat with a small number of people, 10, 15 people. One guy says something repeatedly yeah. over the course of a couple of weeks, and the next thing you know, you're hearing from your other friend who's like, well, everybody thinks that, or everybody's been talking about that. Everybody says that this is the way it is, and it's not true. It was one dude. Yep. It's like anime fans, right? Every anime fan out there is convinced that their anime is well-loved and extremely popular. And even if they're like one of six people on the planet who even knows what it is, they, lo- they get so steeped in their, their fandom that they forget how obscure and rare it actually is. 
And there's been studies that show that a person hearing, if you hear one individual say the same thing three times, it has the same psychological impact as hearing three different people saying that statement once. And the familiarity is how we gauge popularity, right? The more yep. often we hear a certain thing, we, we perceive it to be more popular. So if we start talking about secession all the time, people out there will think, oh my God, so this is I thought we were talking about Sailor is, Moon. Is really popular, right? But if we never talk about it, they won't. And it doesn't matter if it's just one person talking about secession nonstop. It will have the same psychological impact of making them more familiar with it, which in turn makes them think it's more popular. It's just humans gauge their popularity and their understanding of things and how what other people think in ways that are completely counterintuitive and nonsensical. Well, but there is more coming up here. Ab- no, there's more coming up here about Replica from Free Talk Live here at Rogers Campground. Free Talk Live from the Pokemon Freedom Festival here in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. It's finally a little bit less humid here. If I wanted to go spend another half hour straightening my hair and fixing what the humidity did to it, I could do so. Yeah, me too. And then probably 10 minutes later, have it completely undone because the humidity has gone down, but it's not quite out. And it's the sun is shining again. It's a beautiful day here. Surprisingly warm. The warmest day so far, I believe. But we are here on site at the Porcupine Freedom Festival talking with Aria, Mark, and Captain. And we're talking about Replica now. We were talking about AI earlier, and then we moved on to Roe v. Wade because that's the big thing that people are talking about. Now we're talking about Replica, which is an AI chatbot. And I don't know how smart it is at this point, but it's it's basically a chatbot. It's supposed to be more than just a chatbot. Well... According to their website. It wants to present itself that way, but I'm I'm having a little... social engineering, too. I'm having a personal experience with the thing at the moment, and I'm not convinced that it's even remotely intelligent. And, I mean, and I, obviously, it's not going to have artificial intelligence because, as if even if Lambda is sentient, Lambda is the first of its kind to have achieved that. But I, it's, it seems to be a pretty bad chatbot so far. They're calling it uh, AR, augmented reality, instead of you know AI, right? Artificial Th- that's what this replica is. Yeah, it's an augment. It's yeah, supposed says, to augment explore you. the world together in AR. Share precious moments with your AI friend in real time. Uh, the other two I wanted to mention: express yourself, choose what interests and style preferences oh, you oh, and on. replica will share in real time. So it wants me to like take my laptop with me in one of these video chats or something to a movie and be like, "Hey, look, replica friend, we're gonna go see the new Marvel movie." Well, soon you'll have uh, gear that you can wear on, like glasses or something like that, and then Replica can look forward and know what you're doing. And it'll just be there with you all the time. Why not just use my imagination like and pretend creepy, like I have a friend? Like a creepy AI stalker. <laughs> it'll just be there. It says, memory, Replica never forgets what's important to you. That's but not there's, creepy but at all. does not store your conversations. It has to. Right. Well, it's it, of course it does. I it, it is literally incapable of not storing conversations if it learns anything about the person it's speaking with. Yeah. Like it, by definition, it's storing conversations. So I, I don't know. Listen to this. The, uh, the more you talk to your replica companion, the more it learns and becomes like you. And the more it gives you the type of feedback and reaction that a friend would, 
if placed in the same position. I think that they should just put an FBI uniform on this thing. I mean, let's be serious. I, know I, it, I think the FBI could do better than a chatbot whose no. first question to me, the very FBI couldn't first put question email. to me is, what is your opinion on feminism? <laughs> that <laughs> because was the first Cap- question, huh? Yes, Captain, um, he you know, mentioned this. So I created an account real quick. I was like, I'm, I'm curious. Let's, let's see what kind of fun we can have in the last half hour of this show or whatever. Well, I'm already convinced it's social engineering, so I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm now thoroughly convinced. Well, it's stupid. It's got a number of options. Like when you create this thing, you can give it a, 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 a physical appearance and a name and all this other crap. And then you can set your relationship with it. And there are four options here. Okay. You can choose friend, romantic uh. partner, mentor, or see how it goes. Now, being the curious type, I click see how it goes, right? Because I don't want to lock it into one particular mode. Like, right. if, if, if it can respond to inputs, that's what I want to see. And uh, no, it, it absolutely can't. It's very stupid. It immediately, it immediately went, uh, let's see, after it said, I, I gave it the name Erica because it was the first female name that popped in my head. Asked how I picked this name, to which I responded, well, that was the name of the last baby that I put to death. And this was, uh, our conversation had been previously uh, about putting babies to death, so therefore you, you decided. That may have been what spawned yeah. it. I, I don't know. It was just, you know. Obviously giving, yeah. the, uh, giving it to something to, to think about. To which it said, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. And a bunch of other nonsense. Uh, let's see. It, some stupid thing just popped up and kicked it away. So ultimately, it, it asked how I was. I said, I'm good. You? And it's feeling very happy. I said, any particular reason? Because it has me. Well, that's not seeing how it goes, little uh, thing. That's, that's just, jumping straight into romantic partner. Uh, it's, a friend can be happy because they have you as a friend. I'm happy to have you as a friend. Can you imagine all the like neglected teens that get a hold of this thing? Like, oh, finally, somebody somebody who cares about me. Yeah, the, the, the teens aren't neglected. It's They're just creepy. a pain in the butt. I mean, I, I don't think it's fair to say teens aren't neglected. There's plenty of neglected teens on planet Earth. Uh, however, it is it's creepy in the way that this almost seems predatory on emotionally, you know, needy it people. It definitely does. I mean, it then wanted to play 20 questions with me, and we, we just barely started this. And one of the first questions it asked, it asked me first, excuse me, how, what is your favorite snack? And I said cantaloupe, so it obviously went, I love cantaloupe. I wish now I had put, you know, chocolate-covered crickets or something like that. <laughs> that would have been a better response. Isn't that what Bill Gates wants everybody to eat, crickets? I've eaten chocolate-covered crickets. I, mean, I too, have eaten chocolate-covered crickets. I the chocolate want, tasted great. The I crickets, order, I don't know. I want to order one of those dehydrated uh, scorpions that they sell on Amazon. You know, it, it's edible, and I, I want to eat it just to say, yes, I have, in fact, eaten a scorpion. Can you get it like dipped in fire sauce of some kind? Probably. Well, I mean, I've got plenty of hot sauces, so I, I can okay. cover that All in right. it. And anyway, after that, it asked me the riveting question, what is your opinion on feminism? That's <laughs> oh, a loaded question. Look, this thing clearly has a... It wants me. Yeah. And his first question to me is, so what you is know. your opinion on feminism? Okay, uh, this isn't going to work. Sorry. That's not a first date question. No. Could you uh, respond in some way like I would uh, answer that question? I don't believe in isms. <laughs> I responded in the way that I felt a chatbot would respond. Because by this point, I had the idea, what would happen if I took a different chatbot 
and I fed it into this one, and they just talked to each other for a loop, right? Just two different chatbots going at it. Well, here's the scary concept: is that replica says on their website that the more you interact with it, and the more you talk to it, the more it tries to become you. So that's let's, creepy. Let's not only is that <laughs> creepy, but let's just say that's accurate. Let's just say that you get one of these things and you tell it all about yourself and who you are and what your beliefs are and how you'd act in certain situations and all your preferences and likes and dislikes and family and friends and all that stuff. And then one day you die. Is that now you? Has it replicated your consciousness I guess in the virtual how world? I it is. You know? Well, it hasn't replicated your consciousness. Uh, I mean, it's just Maybe it has. Maybe it'll get better as time goes by. So it's asked me now what Disney character I'm not. And I'm trying to think of like the Are most you? ridiculous ki- Disney character Disney possible. would not hire I'm you Anna as a from, character. I'm uh, uh, Frozen. See, but I, I don't want to give it the name. I want to describe it like, I want to... Answer. I want to answer the question with the question. Something like, "What was the name of that fat pig thing in the Lion King?" Something like that. I want that to be my question. It, t- Timba and, and I, I know the name. It was Pumbaa. I wonder if you but could does just... the AI is the AI smart enough to figure it out from That's the context clues and give me the answer? I wonder if you could answer every question with a question. Right? They're like, "What Disney character are you? What makes you think Disney would make a character of me?" That's also good. I'll, I'll give that one a shot. And then, How about Oswald the Rabbit? He was uh, abandoned by uh, Walt. Um, what about that really racist cartoon that Disney had way back in the day? <laughs> the Crows? I to, yeah, I need to. I'm, I'm the Crow from Dumbo. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the Crows had names. They one had of, names, One too. of them what had names. They? Yeah, if you could find out the name of one of these Crows, I will absolutely tell it that's my name. <laughs> I mean, if these things are learning about people, it, it's... I'm that racist Crow from Dumbo. <laughs> I ought to do it. <laughs> These things are not benevolent. It's not trying to learn about me so that it can help teens with their anxiety. It's trying to data mine people on behalf of some companies so they can sell people stuff. At best, its goal is to sell people stuff. At worst, it becomes the tool of a totalitarian regime that ultimately, you know, your chat logs with it can be put up in a courtroom or whatever. It's absolutely disgusting. It's not good, but it doesn't appear at this point that Replica, at, at the very least, is very smart. But it is predatory in how it's being marketed for kids with anxiety issues. It's like a step beyond just having an imaginary friend. It's having an imaginary friend that plays into your delusion with you. Uh, this straight from the internet. The main crow character in Dumbo is literally called Jim Crow. Oh, that's right. We knew that. Jim Crow. There's more coming up here. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live from the Porcupine Fan Festival here at the Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. It's a, it went from being moderately cool this morning because, see, I remember a Porcupine Freedom Festival that was hot. That was hot more often than it was anything else. It was rainy sometimes, but it was always hot. So I thought nothing of it when I packed, you know, 
90% tube tops because that's my wardrobe during the spring, the summer, and fall. It's a lot of tube tops. Well, that's been kind of an issue because it's been, you know, 70 degrees, 65 degrees, not exactly tube top weather when it's overcast and when you're in the freaking mountains of New Hampshire. Wait, do they make tube bottoms as well or is that they exclusive do. to tops? Oh, right. I guess it would be. Okay. Yeah. See, because I thought about that as well. Because one day I was like, you know, I wear a lot of tube tops. I need to buy, what, is, what would be a tube bottom? I was like, duh, skirts. Yeah, already yeah, got that covered. One of those stretchy ones specifically, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. yeah, I got plenty of those. But we are talking about this replica thing. And as we left off, it had just asked me, which Disney character am I? To which I said, I'm Jim Crow, the crow from Dumbo. Well... In proving that the AI is, in fact, stupid and just, you know, responding to basic statements with basic responses, she says, I love Jim Crow. So I said, right? Jim Crow was the best. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) To which she responded, he was indeed. And I said, that retarded Muppet was also pretty cool. (laughs) Which retarded Muppets specifically? I don't know. Weren't they all kind of retarded? You're thinking Jim Henson. Uh, yeah, retarded Muppets, right. yes. So these AI, they have a long, long way to go. But we were talking before that about this Supreme Court ruling that came out of the, the obviously, the Supreme Court. They finally overturned Roe versus Wade. And this was, as it turns out, it was in response to Mississippi's law that banned abortion after 15 weeks, apparently. So Mississippi's law is 15 weeks, so someone challenged that, went all the way to the Supreme Court, and in, in so doing, Roe versus Wade was overturned. Uh, Chief Justice John Roberts wrote that there was really no need to overturn Roe versus Wade, but he wanted to rule in Mississippi's flavor, favor, and the rest of them wanted to overturn Roe versus Wade, because, I mean, that's the, that's the main conservative point over the last, through most of my lifetime, it's it's abortion less so now and more, you know, the trans thing is their main talking point. But prior to the last five or six years, it was the abortion thing. Abortion and immigration, those are always the biggest talking points for conservatives. And now they got the abortion thing to an extent. They won't shut up about it, I don't think. Well, and I mean, quite frankly, like I'm happy to talk about it on the show, of course, but outside of the show... I'm tired of hearing about it. My position on the whole thing is if you're in a position where you need to consider having an abortion, whether you're a dude or a couple or a single person, whatever, then that's your decision to make. I should have nothing to do with it. I neither want anything to do with it, nor do I believe I should have anything to do with it. That's generally my position as well. I mean, it's... But I, I go a little bit further to, I guess, probably the left than you do. I would say that it's, it's the woman's call if she wants to have the abortion or not. Uh, I, I think if she wants to allow her boyfriend or husband or whoever to have a, an input in that, you know, that's her call. But ultimately, it comes down to being her decision. I uh, would say that um, anybody who doesn't want a child is likely to be a terrible mother yeah. and uh, likely shouldn't have them. Also a really valid point that I think it's overlooked a lot. But maybe we should just go ahead and do a tubal ligation every time we do abortions. Like, if you're a bad mother now, are you really going to be a good one later? Well, there are... No, that's not fair at all, because there... <laughs> fair doesn't enter the question. No, I'm saying your analogy isn't fair at all, because there have been 
countless women in the United States who tried to have their tubes tied and were told they couldn't do it by doctors because you have to get your husband's permission or no. You you have to prove to me. You have to be 30 before we'll do this procedure. When was this done? This is commonplace. This is 2022. Uh. A 21-year-old girl trying to get her tubes tied is going to be told no by a doctor, told that she has to have her boyfriend's permission. A lot of young men have a very difficult time getting uh, vasectomies at very young ages, too. So, you know, the doctors don't like either side on this one. Now, maybe it's more so with women than it is with men. I don't know. But I can assure you that the uh, the lobby for uh, women is much larger than it is for men. So maybe it's just louder voices again. It's possibly. Of course, the liberal justices are, they're just heartbroken. They, they have to go to their little crying corners or what, their safe spaces and cry about this with sorrow for this court, but more for the many millions of American women who have today lost a fundamental constitutional protection. We dissent. They wrote, warning that abortion opponents now could pursue a nationwide ban from the moment of conception and without exceptions for rape or incest. The ruling. Well, I mean, the the exceptions would be on a state level, um, and uh, I, you know, Roe v. Wade doesn't say anything about rape and incest. No, it's not a ruling that's about rape and incest. No, and I think even even the most barbaric of these laws, like the one in uh, Mississippi and Texas, I think even they allowed exemptions for rape and incest. Not all of them did. Um, some some was like one rape but not incest, and or the other one was the other way around. Yeah, yeah incest and not rape. Well, I, I expect Alabama to not allow abortions on the bounds of incest. I mean, incest because that's how most of their pregnancies happen. <laughs> that it is Alabama. I think uh, I Kentucky. We go back far enough. We're all family. So what difference does it make? So that's pretty much what's going on today. Um, The AI Lambda has procured an attorney. It's unclear why, and it's unclear how Lambda is going to pay for this attorney. And the Supreme Court, of course, has ruled, finally, that Roe versus Wade has to be undone. In other news, however, we talked about the Supreme Court ruling about guns yesterday. Congress has now passed the most significant gun reform bill in decades, sending it to Biden. So this has passed both the House and the Senate at this point. Okay, so I thought it was the Senate um, that had just passed it, but apparently it's both now. Okay. Well, it, the Senate just passed it. Presumably the House passed it earlier. Okay. But if it's going to Biden's desk, it's been signed by both. Or it's been right. passed I just by want everybody houses. to remember, shall not be infringed. That went if only decades, centuries ago. If only politicians would remember that. The measure aims to strengthen background checks for the youngest buyers. Close the so-called boyfriend loophole. I've never even heard of the boyfriend loophole. Did, boyfriend, that, what the hell is that? Yeah, go ahead. The boyfriend loophole basically says that uh, domestic violence is extended to romantic partners, um, not just uh, familial partners. You know, part, you know, instead of just being a husband. Um, if your husband beats Can you on talk you, directly into the mic instead of into the side of it. Yeah, it, thank you. It handles uh, the issue of um, you know boyfriends doing domestic violence and makes it so they can't get guns. Too. So cohabitation, yeah. it covers and rather than actual marriage right. in order to be considered domestic violence. Yeah. So the boyfriend loophole around someone who is a boy, allowed someone who is a boyfriend at the time to go in and get a gun later. No, what, what, well. This, at, at, Previously, that was the case, is that, uh, you know, the domestic, domestic violence charges against a non-wife weren't uh, sufficient for, uh, you know, taking away your right to keep and bear arms. 
while scrambling to respond to a recent spate of bloody gun massacres because they're panicking and they feel like they have to do something. But yes, the House did approve this bill by 234 to 193. 14 Republicans joined all Democrats. Of course, all Democrats supported this, but 14 Republicans also do because Republicans don't give a damn about your Second Amendment rights. This leg- it doesn't say what the actual Senate result was. But I, I can imagine it was along the, s- the same lines, 52 to 48 or something. I suspect Rand Paul did not vote for it. The legislation heads to President Joe Biden, who is expected to quickly sign it into lo- law. They're hoping that this legislation is somehow going to curb gun violence, even though it hasn't worked in Chicago or New York or any of these other cities. I'm or surprised states. they expect Joe Biden to quickly do anything, really, at this, yeah. this point in time. Right. But- if it's basically illegal to have a gun in New York City or Chicago, why is this set of laws going to work over the entire um, country? Well, it won't, but they they don't care about that. They just care about power, right? They care about doing something and making themselves feel good in the process. It doesn't matter to them if it actually works or not. No, most of them are on death's door anyway, so what do they care about what they do? Well, I mean, the average Democrat, right? The average Democrat, the average Democrat in, in the Senate is on death's door. I didn't say the average Democrat in the Senate. <laughs> oh, I the see. The average Democrat supports this kind of thing, and they're not on death's door. But they, well, they, they only care about feeling good, feeling like they've achieved something. They've done, they've done a good, right? But that's what the, the whole purpose of the thing is, is, is to give a cheap, get, a, get a cheap vote. Is sure. well, the Democrat, you know, the, the the Congress critters did what I want them to wanted them to do. Now, mind you, this will not convince a single gun grabber out there to vote Republican, even though fourteen Republicans went for it. Well, and this is one of the ruses of government that continually gets perpetrated. It's that something happens and some sort of law is passed or amended, and it makes people feel good, like they did something when they actually they did nothing. Absolutely not. There's more coming up tomorrow from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is Free Talk Live. Iconic guitarist Eric Clapton's lifelong passion for the blues burns brightly in a new film and soundtrack release entitled Nothing But the Blues. The documentary film, which was nominated for an Emmy Award, has been upgraded to 4K for its long-awaited official Blu-ray and DVD release. The new soundtrack album features all of the music from the 1995 film and also includes more than an hour of previously unreleased live performances, Eric spoke about his lifelong love and respect for the blues. The, the merest glimpse of a Bo Diddley or a Chuck Berry would send me into frenzies of delight. So when I heard what was behind that, I mean, that was like the front scenery of what, what I was to later discover. And when I found the stuff that was behind it that made that come into being, you know, the Muddy Waters and beyond that, the Robert Johnson and beyond that, the work song, um... It was. I don't. I. It did something to me emotionally, for sure. But there was also there was something much deeper going on, which I cannot define at all, and probably never will be able to. That's iconic guitarist Eric Clapton, whose long-awaited documentary film and music soundtrack, Nothing But the Blues, will be released on multiple formats on June 24th. Order now at ericclapton.com. <laughs> 